Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is November 27, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about those rookies that you don't hear that much from. Rookies that may not be getting minutes in the NBA, but they're playing incredible in the G League right now. And a lot of these guys are getting called up, and they will get called up to an NBA team shortly throughout the season, uh, depending on how well they're playing. We have a lot of top candidates to be called up very soon. The NBA always has injuries. They're always going to call up guys. And let me tell you the rookies that are performing incredible in the G League that you need to hear more about. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First, I'm going to give you a few notes from some of these rookies that you have not heard that much from. Uh, first, Philly, the 76ers, terminated the two-way contract of Michael Foster, a guy that I was super high on coming out of the G League Ignite. In my opinion, he should have been a first-round pick. He was undrafted, but he's been playing well in the G League, but they terminated his contract to sign Saban Lee to the team. What does this mean for him? We're not exactly sure yet, but he still will be eligible to play for the G League team or any other G League team. He will definitely continue to play basketball, but uh, the two-way contract is null and void right now for Philly. So keep an eye out on Michael Foster. If he goes to the right team, I think he could play right now. Um, But teams don't seem to like Michael Foster. I mean, I'm really high on him, so name to watch out for. Ibu Baji, on the positive side, has signed a two-way contract with the Trailblazers. So, you know, they don't really have that much depth at center. Now, that doesn't mean Ibu Baji will be, like, back up to Nurkic or anything, but it's just something to look out for if they have injuries. That is a good sign that he got signed. I still think he needs some time, but good sign. Orlando Robinson signed a two-way with Miami Heat. He's been signed to a two-way, released from the two-way, signed for the two-way. So uh, Miami's going back and forth with him. Uh, He's a really good center as well. That was undrafted that I thought should have been drafted. But depending on injuries, you know, on Mary Yurt 7, the revelation from last year has been hurt all year. Uh, If they have any more injuries, Orlando could be getting more minutes. He's played quite a few minutes in the NBA already. So that's a good sign for his future. And last but not least, Jordan Hall, rookie for the Spurs. He signed a rest of the year contract with the Spurs. He also was undrafted. In my opinion, he's a top 10 talent in his draft, and he went undrafted. Plays very much like Kay Cunningham. At least in college, he did. And he originally had no contract. Then he had a two-way contract. Now he has signed the rest of the year contract with the Spurs. And that is somewhat in part to Josh Primo. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. But it's good to see Jordan Hall get signed to a rest of the contract. And he has been getting minutes on the Spurs. You know, he's been banged up a little bit with injuries. So he's in and out of the lineup. But... If he sticks, you know, keep an eye out on him, especially in deeper leagues or just guys you want to keep on your radar. I'm a really big fan of Jordan Hall. Say something happens to Trey Jones. I mean, really, really, really look out for Jordan Hall. Big fan of his. Now, as far as the G League performers, I'll have to say, I'm going to start right from the top. Our G League rookie MVP of the moment right now is Jaden Hardy for he's. Uh, he's drafted to the Mavericks and second round pick should have been a first round pick you're going to hear that about a lot of these names but through seven games he's averaging 28 points four boards 
and three assists and one block per game for the Mavericks G League squad. Looking incredible out there. I mean, he's ready to go. If he was on a different team, he might be getting minutes already anyway. A lot of people have been saying if he played like this for the Ignite last year, he would not have fell to the second round. That may be the case, but still, he played well enough that you saw this potential in him with the Ignite. So it's no reason he should have fell to the second round. That's just miscalculations on NBA teams. Uh, You know, and the Mavericks have a steal. It's just a matter of will they get him in the lineup to play minutes. We will see. So Jaden Hardy, MVP, top scorer, top leading scorer thus far, uh, name to watch out for. He's a star. I mean, he's a star. Now, next, Nye scoring. Two guys are tied for 27 points. Let's start with Kenneth Lofton Jr. For the Memphis Grizzlies, he's averaging 27 points, 10 boards, three assists, and two steals throughout six games with the Memphis G League squad. Kenneth Lofton was undrafted, big man, playing just like he did in college. He knows how to maneuver around the basket, use that body to get to where he wants to be. He's shooting the ball well. Kenneth Lofton Jr., 27 and 10. You love to see that. Peyton Watson for the Nuggets, last pick in the first round, 27 and 9, with two and a half assists, three boards, and two blocks. He is truly killing it for the Nuggets G League squad, and that's throughout four games. Uh, through the summer league, we saw, and in the preseason, we saw Peyton Watson look really, really good. And it was surprising to me because we didn't really get to see him in college. So he has truly shown he is ready. And that is why he was drafted in the first round. As an evaluator, I didn't have much to go off of. He played like three minutes a game in college. So the Nuggets truly did their due diligence. And they have a steal with Peyton Watson. So that lets you know your three top performers, Jaden Hardy, Kenneth Lofton, Peyton Watson, our head and shoulders above the rest of these guys right now with 28 points, 27, and 27 points, and putting up good all-around numbers. There's a bit of a drop-off, but it's the goodness still continues as we go to Bryce McGowan's, and he is the fourth leading scorer with 23 points, five boards, six assists, and one steal per game. That's throughout four games. He's playing great for Charlotte. Another player. I had him mocked as a first-rounder somewhere in the 20s. But he fell to number 40, 41 in the draft. That's insane. I think he can have DeJounte Murray type of potential, except he's a shooting guard, so he's a little bit bigger. And, you know, he will have to just find a way to get minutes on the Hornets, and he may because Gordon Hayward is out indefinitely right now. As we know, Miles Bridges is out. There's a lot of injuries in Charlotte. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is in and out of the lineup. So LaMelo Ball is in and out of the lineup. So Bryce McGowan's could be getting minutes for the Hornets soon. He's playing well enough, too. Next, Scottie Pippen Jr. That's a name you may be surprised to see. Undrafted, young fella. He played tremendous in college. He was just short. Uh, you know, he's a shooting guard in a small point guard's body. That's why he went undrafted. But he's averaging 21 points, three and a half boards, five assists, and one steal per game through six games. You know, he's with the Lakers G League squad. They clearly can use him. <laughs> you know, they have another player on this list as well that we'll be getting to lately. But the Lakers have been on a little bit of a streak lately. So it's just good to see Scottie Pippen Jr. doing what he did in college and not getting lost. You know, right now he's a top five scorer of all rookies in the G League. Next, we have Mark Williams, the big man for the Hornets, averaging 20 points, 13 boards, two and a half blocks. Performing as you would expect a top 15 draft pick to perform. 
uh, performing like we thought he might would get a chance for the Hornets. But the Hornets hate rookies. And Mark Williams is playing really well in the G League. I think he did recently get hurt, but that was throughout six games. He's been putting up numbers well enough to get him minutes. But the Hornets, they're the Hornets. So we're just going to move on past that. (laughs) Um, Next we have, and that's that's two studs the Hornets have right there. Bryce McGowan's, Mark Williams. Just a matter of minutes. (laughs) Next we have Orlando Robinson, who I mentioned earlier. Signed that two-way contract with the Heat. He's averaging 20 points, nine boards, two and a half blocks, one assist, and one block per game. No, one assist, one steal per game. That's throughout four games. You know, Orlando Robinson, another. Like I said, I mentioned him earlier. Really good center. And, you know, Miami has the room for him, so they put him on a two-way. We'll see if Mark Williams will get those type of minutes that Orlando Robinson could be facing in the future. Next, we have Isaiah Mobley. That is Evan Mobley's brother on the same squad with the Cavs. Same position. <laughs> He's averaging 20 points, eight and a half boards, and one block per game. And that's through five games. He's playing great. He's playing better than he did in college. He could have came out last year and came into the draft, but he wanted to stay for another year because he would have been a second-round pick last year. Came back this year. Draft status <clears throat> really didn't change, but... He's playing well in the G League. If the Cavs have some injuries, they see that they have a formidable guy that they can put in there. Um, And we have next, Ron Harper Jr. He's been really impressive to me, Uh, averaging 20 points per game, six and a half boards, two steals, and one block per game. That is with the Raptors G League squad. And, I mean, I really had him as a good talent, but I didn't see him as a top 60 prospect. Felt like he needs to work on his body a little bit more. And so maybe like next year he would be ready. But I mean, he's already ready to go right now. I mean, it's going to be tough to play with the Raptor squad. They are so deep and so talented. They have a lot of injuries right now, though. But, you know, they have a lot of young talent on that squad. And Ron Harper Jr. has impressed me with how well he's transitioned to the G League and continuing to ball out. And I mean, look even better than he did in college. Next, we have Ryan Rollins. That is for the Golden State Warriors G League squad. You know, he, a lot of people think, who is Steph's backup, really? You know, I mean, they kind of just fill that role. If Ryan Rollins can get right, that is a great, you know, player to come in when Steph goes out. But right now they're working through the G League and through four games. He's averaging 19 points per game. Not many other stats. He needs to get those assists up. But 19 points per game for a rookie who was hurt in the offseason, you know, I don't know if he's 100% or not right now, but he's been very impressive, and he's on the right team. It's just a matter of will he get in the game. And, you know, at some point, the Warriors are not going to want to be playing Steph so much, you know. So you, you got to think Rollins might get in there later on, but he's playing very well. Next, Darion Sebron from the Pelicans G League squad, averaging 19 points, six boards, four assists, and one steal through seven games. He was highly thought of by a lot of the evaluators out there. Um, And I think he's playing well, you know, but the Pelicans are just so deep. It's going to be hard to get on that squad as well. So a lot of these players are just, they just have to bide their time. They have to wait or they have to be in the right situation. And it's the luck of the draw. Some team, some players you'll see that are not as good as others getting real minutes in the NBA. And then you have others that are tremendous talents 
sitting, sitting, sitting. <laughs> and it's just because of the opportunity. But their moment will come. Talent will always shine through. Speaking of that, let's go with my guy, Musa Diabate. Through eight games, he's averaging 19 points, 10 boards, three assists, and one block per game. And, I mean, I really love Musa's game. He's with the Clippers G League squad. I feel they can use him now. He's a little skinny, um, but he's a he's a power forward slash, you know, just a long-ranging wing, those type of guys that the Raptors love, and the Clippers have him. I really would like to see him get minutes on the Clippers, but I think they're going to let him get, you know, fill out his frame a little bit more. But, I mean, he said he models his game after KG. He's built like a young KG And if he keeps developing in the G League, I mean, 19 and 10 is nothing to sneeze at, so he's on his way. Next, Julian Champagne, undrafted player for no reason. He should have been drafted 100%. uh, Had him as a top 35 player. But through four games, he's averaging 18.5 points, 7.5 boards, and one steal per game. Lighten it up. I think he had a 40-point game earlier this year. I mean, he's truly been playing very impressive, and it's good to see. no, he's with Delaware. I'm getting him confused with his brother. His brother's with the Raptors last year and the Raptors G League team. Julian was with the Sixers uh, G League squad. I believe that was Delaware. And parents, don't name your kids' names so similar. But, yeah, Julian Shambagny, uh playing incredible with the G League right now. Next, we have Ty Ty Washington for the Rockets, first-round pick. A lot of people were expecting him to play a lot for the Raptors. I mean, for the Raptors, for the Rockets this year. But Ty Ty is settling in. He's averaging 18 points and five assists per game and one steal per game. And that is through four games. Um, I do think I will see him going up and down from the Rockets all year, up and down, up and down. In my opinion, I was not as high on him as many others. He's small. You know, he's kind of like a smaller D'Angelo Russell, um, but, but still developing. And, you know, Minnesota's trying to move on from D'Angelo Russell. So uh, I see it. Uh, I figured it'd be a quite a long path for Ty Ty to get minutes in the NBA, but he's doing well. I mean, 18 and five assists. That's what you want Rollins to do. Increase those assists up to around five or more. And, you know, he's down at like one or so. So uh, Ty Ty is playing very well. I just wish he was a little bit taller. She was a baller. I wish you would do Okay. Next we got Josh Minot. He's with the Timberwolves averaging 18 points, seven and a half boards and one block per game. This is a guy that did nothing in college, but showed that he was very athletic and long. And nowadays, that gets you drafted because people are swinging in, uh, for the fences to find their next Giannis or Scotty Barnes. And it looks like Minnesota made a wise choice because I was, in my opinion, he didn't show talent to be drafted. Honestly, it's just a body frame. He did not. He scored like single digits in college, so now he's at least doubled that. Averaging 18 points and seven and a half boards. Sometimes colleges hold guys back. So that's what the off-season scouting is all about. Seeing guys in the summer, you know, before the summer league in the workouts, combine, and then you truly can evaluate because all the information we have as evaluators is what they did in college. And some of these guys is like, why is he being drafted right here? (laughs) You know, you have a guy average 25 points per game not get drafted, and then you have a guy average eight points per game, get drafted. It makes no sense, but it's because the GMs that are in the scouting sessions and you're seeing these guys work out, they see they get to see what we don't see. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But Josh might not, especially in the second round, it's worth the risk. If you see that body frame that you're looking for and you think, I have the coaches to develop him 
and Minnesota's doing a great job with Josh Minot with 18 and almost eight boards per game. Another Minnesota player, Wendell Moore, uh, first-round pick out of Duke, averaging 18 points, five boards, four assists throughout five games. So they have nailed it with both of their picks in this draft. You know, not only that, they did draft Walker Kessler, too. They traded him in a package to Utah. But, I mean, they made three really good draft picks, and they've done a lot with their offseason signings as such. So Wendell Moore, a lot of people are questioning why isn't he playing. You know, they thought he was pretty much ready for the NBA. Minnesota has a plan. Um, but Wendell Moore, I think he's ready. So 18 and five and four, that's really well, really, really well done for Wendell Moore. And next we have Max Christie. I mentioned the other Laker earlier, Scottie Pippen, Max Christie averaged 18 points and four boards. That was just in one game. Uh, so he's kind of been on the bench for the real Lakers for most of the season, but they sent him down for one game. So, you know, I wonder if they should send him down for more because if you're not going to use him in the real game, keep him down there with Scottie Pippen. Let him keep developing. But Max Christie looked good in that one game. Next, we have Jamari Bouye. I was a fan of Jamari Bouye, but he was a he played five years in college. Uh, so he was an older guard uh, as far as being drafted. And he went to a small school. And he's not the tallest. So he had three things working against him. That's why he was undrafted. But he plays like a modern-day player, like Steph, like Dane. He's just smaller. And he averaged 18 points, 7.5 boards, 5.5 assists, and 3 steals per game. And that's in six games for the Miami Heat's G League squad. So Jamari Bouye doing exactly what I would want him to do even better. And he's had some opportunities. He's been signed uh, on a two-way. And, I mean, if you see Kyle Lowry get out of there, whether through injury or whatnot, or if he has to take another leave of absence. I mean, Jamari has been proven that he could be ready. Um, but, you know, it's a long shot. Like these guys that are very talented and undrafted, no matter what they're doing in the G League, sometimes it's overlooked. But like I said, it depends on that opportunity. Jamari is doing the best he can right now with what he's given. Next, we have Keon Ellis for the Kings. He's averaging 17 and five with two steals per game. That's in five games. He was a bright, shining light for the Kings in the offseason. And, you know, we thought we might see him a little bit on the Kings squad, but not so much. They really loaded at the two-guard position. But Keon Ellis was a great uh, addition to the Kings, and I think he'll probably have to spend this year in the G League, but next year he may get opportunity. Next, Michael Foster, who I mentioned earlier, who was released from his two-way contract, averaging 17.7 boards, Two steals per game. That's in six games. Doing what he did with the Ignite last year. Uh, he played against grown men last year and dominated. He's doing the same thing now. Just needs opportunity. Love Michael Foster. And last but not least, J.D. Davidson for the Celtics. He's averaging 17 points, five boards, six assists, one steal, and one block. That's all-around greatness. And, I mean, he played incredible in the offseason as well. That's summer league and preseason. And, you know, if they would not have signed Malcolm Brogdon, it's possible he would have got minutes on the Celtic squad. It's rare that a second-round uh, pick gets minutes on a playoff type of team. But he had that opportunity. Malcolm Brogdon came in, closed the window. They're, and, of course, they don't want to play a rookie. But, I mean, I'm sure they drafted him because he should have went back to school. And then next year, he might would have been a lottery pick. So they drafted him a year early. 
And I think they're waiting for him to be ready next year. But I love J.D. Davison. I think he could play right now in the NBA, but it's going to be a lot of development for him this year. And I say that is the last one because out of the top 100 uh, scorers and players thus far in the G League, those are the guys. But I would like to mention seven guys, an honorable mention, guys that you know and you may be wondering where are they? What are they doing? It's some first-round picks. And they're not playing in the NBA. What are they doing in the G League? Well, let's go to them. Let's start with Johnny Davis. You know, the Washington Wizards, first-round pick, 10th pick in the draft. Everyone is like, what is going on with him? Summer League, preseason, couldn't score more than three points per game. Can't play with the Wizards. Where is he? He's just out there in oblivion. <laughs> but, you know, after that rough start, he has been playing well. He's been averaging 14 points and four assists per game, four rebounds per game for the Wizards uh, G League squad. So it's not a total disaster. You know, they are sending him down there to develop, and it seems to be working. Uh, you know, I just think he needed time because he's playing against the same guys he couldn't score with in summer league and preseason, and now he's scoring five times as much, pretty much, you know, 14 and four, doing well. Another first-round pick, Oche Agbaji. He was drafted to the Cavs, traded to the Utah Jazz. Everyone thought with either squad, he should be getting a lot of minutes because neither neither team, well, the Cavs had a spot open for him at the three. He could have easily passed Isaac Okoro, in my opinion. The Jazz are tanking, so they're going to want to play the rookie. He's a first-round lottery pick rookie. Well, right outside the lottery pick rookie, play him. I mean, it's play him, Walker Castle, all the young guys. No, not so much. So, but Oche Agbaji is playing very well in the G League, as well as Johnny Davis, where he's averaging the same stats, 14 points, four boards per game. So they're not being dominant, but they're doing really well, um, fitting right in, nothing extravagant, but consistent, and that's good. The last first-round pick I'm going to go after, go over, Patrick Baldwin for the Warriors. Everyone wants to know what's going on with Patrick Baldwin. Is he a bust? Is he an enigma? Is he going to take five years to be ready? He's playing well, just like Oche and Johnny. He's averaging 13 points and five boards per game. He's had some issues with injuries and, you know, knick-knack, day-to-day injuries. Will he play? Will he play? Will he not play? He's been fitting in great with the Warriors when he was practicing in the offseason, and they were impressed by his shooting. And, you know, they showed, you know, it was a lot of debate whether he should even be drafted because of how bad his uh, college season was. But the Warriors were like, this guy is the real deal. He just needs to work on a few things. And he's playing well in the G League. Not excellent, not bad, 13-5. and five. He can be better. He could be worse. So uh, I think he is in the right spot to keep developing, and he's on his way. Other guys, right after the first round, Jalen Williams for the OKC Thunder, the second Jalen Williams, you know, not the lottery pick. Jalen Williams from Arkansas, J-A-Y-L-E-N Williams. <laughs> he's averaging 13 points and eight boards per game. That's the power forward. Just so I'm clear, the power forward, Jalen Williams, 13 and 8. Big on him. He's top 15 pick, in my opinion. He went around 33, 34 in the draft. He's doing well. You want to see him getting minutes on the Thunder with Chet out. He thought there was a possibility, but not quite yet. 13 and 8 per game. Let's go to another big name, Trevor Keels for the Knicks. Second round pick. A lot of I thought he should have went back to school. A lot of people thought he was a first round pick. I thought he should have went back to school. 
but he fell in the draft. And in the G League with the Knicks, he's averaging 15 points per game. He's going to have a long journey to get minutes in the NBA. The Knicks are loaded with point guards uh, that are slightly better or just all out better. And, you know, Jalen Brunson's not losing his spot anytime soon. So Kiel's probably won't see much of him this year. Johnny Juzang, big fan of Johnny Juzang. He's with the Utah Jazz. And he was, I can't remember if he was late round. Yeah, he was a late round pick. Um, He could have came out last year. But he waited another year to move that draft stock up. It did not work. He just got a year older, and teams still knocked him for that. But he's averaging 13 points and four boards. He's He can be a contributor for a team. And last but not least, Alondis Williams, teammate of Jake LaRavia at Wake Forest in college. He probably was the better player in college than Jake LaRavia, if not equal to. He's averaging 14 points, four boards, and four assists for the Nets G League squad. And, I mean, it's no reason LaRavia's getting minutes and Alondis Williams is not. So, I mean, it's just a matter of who you know, I guess. I mean, they're they're equally talented in different ways. And I, one could say Alondis can do more because he's a great passer. But he'll find his way. Um, you know, the Nets, I, I don't, I, they don't want to play rookies right now, honestly. So, he'll just have to keep developing. And that's what it is, you know. So, that goes your rookie G League recap. All the guys that you didn't need, didn't know you needed to know about, and that you did want to hear about—that's that's all of them that I could think of right now. If I missed anybody, let me know. But once again, right now, Jaden Hardy is the MVP. Kenneth Lofton and Peyton Watson round out that top three, and you know these guys are doing great. I can't wait to see more from them, and we'll be back next time to talk about what the guys are doing in the NBA. So thank you all for listening. Subscribe, like all that good stuff. And until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.